This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 17 of the Law Podcasting Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers can use the power of podcasting to support and develop our businesses, even if we're not podcasting specifically about a legal subject or topic. My guest today is Jacob Sapochnik, a San Diego, California area lawyer who handles immigration and international law matters for his clients around the, uh, around the, well, I guess around the globe, really. Um, he's originally from Israel and moved to the U.S. to pursue an LLM in international and comparative law. He started practicing with a mid-sized firm, worked hard, and quickly realized that solo practice was the way for him. He started with uh, only a very rudimentary plan, and he needed to make things happen fast, and he managed to do it. In just about eight years, he's grown his practices uh, to seven lawyers, seven support staff, and mostly using innovative social media strategies to market and promote. He has the largest Facebook community for lawyers with about 88,000 followers and growing. He publishes two legal blogs and a YouTube channel and a, has a small publishing arm to support the firm's media strategies. So um, we're here to talk about podcasting, though, and Jacob's podcast is called The Enchanting Lawyer. Jacob Sapochnik, thank you so much for being with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Bye. tell me when you started your podcast. Um, well, The Enchanting Lawyer started about a year ago. And I started about um, – February of 2014. Okay, that started as um, uh, just kind of as a as a uh, the, the marketing side of, of business of, of of the legal side. Yeah, so it's going to be about a year uh, next month. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, is that your first foray into podcasting? How, how did you find your way here? What what? Yeah, you, um, you know, I wanted to um, when when I um, when I wanted to launch the Enchanting Lawyer blog, I wanted to find a way to um, to get more reach and and find more people that I could. Uh, be able to uh, interview so I can share their ideas with my audience, which are mostly attorneys, but other yeah. professionals, they want to be able to um, build a practice that is different. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I thought, you know, podcasting could be a way for me to uh, to reach those people. And, and I think it was a great way to do it. Were you a podcast listener already at that point? Yes, I was listening for podcasts for about a year before. Uh, and so, in, and, you know, as you know, it's been a huge influx in podcasters sure. uh, in the past just year. Um, so yeah, I was listening to different podcasts just to um, um, get my, um, just, you know, it was it was interesting when I was driving back uh, from work or mm -hmm. on, on a trip or just in the evening. And uh, and I really enjoyed it. So I thought, well, maybe I can do it as well. And so, and I keep doing it. And, and, I, and I don't know if you know, but I just launched a legal podcast about two weeks ago. I didn't know that. It's, Fill me in. Um, it's called Ask an Immigration Lawyer. It's on iTunes, and um, and I can share the link with you. And, and the name of the blog is askanimmigrationlawyer.com, where I um, what I do is I, I get people from you know because now our Facebook page has more than 116,000 oh, fans, wow. and so they all often post post questions, and yeah. I and I specifically ask them now to post questions for this particular podcast, mm -hmm. and and every week, three times a week, I'll answer a couple of these questions on the podcast. And uh, it's a great way to share it on this new blog and my actual blog and, and a great way to um, um, raise awareness of the, of the law office 
uh, using this this new medium, which is a, I, th- I just think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I I'm, I want to come back to that because um, when yes. you, when you do cover legal topics specifically, there are you know especially question and answer format, there are likely to be some ethical questions and and concerns about attorney client right. relationship and things like that. But before we get into that, I want to hear a little bit about more about your background and how you got started with this stuff. Um, so you you decided to do a podcast because you'd been listening for a while. You saw this as a powerful medium, and uh, you sort of you know persuaded that it was a good thing to do for you. How did you how did you actually get started? Are you a techie, do it yourself kind of a guy? Did you set it up on your own? Do you have help? Tell me about that. So you know, um, I think about a year ago, um, there was just a bit less things out there to um, to tell people how to do it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I'm pretty tech savvy, but I, but I also, um, I'm concerned with my time. Mm-hmm. As you know, you know, we, I'm still, I still have a practice to run. Sure. Um, and so what I've done is I, I did, um, I didn't do any of the courses, but I did join, um, a few of the events uh, that John Lee Dumas, um, mm-hmm. organized. And, um, and so he had some ideas about, um, how to start, but mostly what I've done, I've, I've, I've decided that I'm going to look for people who are going to help me. Um, do some of the technical stuff like editing and doing the the intro and outro, and, and all I'm going to do is I'm just going to find the guest and record it, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about the other stuff. I, I made the decision in the beginning. I mean, yeah. I know some people they they say, well, you know, we want to do everything, so everybody is different. But in my case, I, I felt that my my biggest value is going to come in, in doing the show, recording it, and then have somebody else do everything else. And so that's what I've done. So I found a couple of people that were, um, I, I managed to train them and work with them mm-hmm. and they work remotely for me and that's all they do. They help me with the audio and uh, editing and do the show notes and everything else. And all I do is just record it. How, how did you find those folks that are helping you? Um, one of these people I found at a conference mm-hmm. that I was uh, uh, attending and, and the others I just found on Odesk and, sure. um, and Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Which is um, uh, which is a website where you can find freelance um, um, uh, people that can do stuff for you. Yeah, small and, projects. You know, the, the for key a few is, yeah, it just it, it requires a lot of interviews and just kind of sure. in the beginning, just find the right person that you can work with. But once you find that person, it's just easier to um, to to just hand it off. I mean, some people they they don't want to do it, you know. And then and I know that you know in your case you have a system where you. You do everything on your own, but you know whatever works for for different people. Well, I'm a techie geek guy, and this kind of thing is is you yeah. know in my in my background. I was a sound guy before I uh, you know became a lawyer, so right. this is easy for me as well. But you're right; I've developed a, a workflow that is not that far off from what you do. I mean, I you know I finish the recording and I drop it into Dropbox and I push a few buttons yes. and the thing is done. So um, it's it's sort of like having an editor <laughs> or someone right. to handle those kinds of things. Um, so okay, so so as far as your own technical setup, fill me in on that a little bit. You, you, what kind of gear do you use? Sure. So I have the the main mic is called Rode Podcaster, and mm-hmm. you can find it on Amazon. I think it's like twenty bucks or something yeah. for the mic. And then I have an arm that holds it mm-hmm. um, that I can use. I've got a, um, a thing on the mic that kind of helps the with a bit, bit of the, the the sound thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I use headphones just for um, so I can li- listen to myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, for recording, I use two things. I either sometimes I have a setup where I have a, a mixer, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna and I, and I connect a Zoom uh, H4 sure. into the mixer so I can actually have the audio. That's and an outboard digital digital audio recorder, yeah. Yeah, it's just a digital recorder that I can just take it and put it into a into my computer, right. And then just use it later, or just upload the audio to uh, to Dropbox mm-hmm. and I can send it to the person who's working with me. Right. And sometimes. 
when I'm not n- near my device, I also have um, a software called uh, Tintin Recorder. Mm-hmm. And what Tintin does, it allows me to record a Skype conversation. So, for example, if I'm talking to you right now on Skype, I can record it on Tintin, and then it, it converts it to, into an um, MP3 format or any, any other format that I choose. Um, and then I just um, take that audio and put it in Dropbox and send it to the person that works for me. Or I can, you know, if I do it myself, I can do it myself. And, and that software uh, is Tintin on is, PC? Yeah, the Tintin is for PC. Okay. Uh, if you use a Mac... Uh, the 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 best equivalent I could find, and 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 I've and I've tested many of these softwares, yeah. and most of them fail. Tintin has been so far very good. Um, for Mac, it's a ca- uh, eCam recorder, yeah, uh, and it does the same thing like uh, Tintin. Uh, it it can record a video and audio, and so sometimes my interviews are video recorded. Sure, and I use the Tintin to record the the video, and uh, and if I have the Zoom, I'll I'll just do the audio. So that that's kind of my setup that I use. Um, for that, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes I, I record people uh, in my office. So I'll connect two microphones, okay. one my, my Rode, mm-hmm. into the Zoom. This, my Zoom has two um, uh, entries for, sure. for microphones. So, and then the other one with the other person, and then we'll just have a, uh, a dual audio file. Great. And I can just, uh, again, put it up there. And, uh, but most of the time, people that, are, that I'm talking to are not near, near me, so mm-hmm. uh, I definitely use pretty much Skype most of the time. Okay. So um, any big hurdles that you've had to overcome? Any, any, what's the hardest part of getting things up and running for you? Um, you know, I think in the beginning, just kind of getting into the flow of trying to be consistent with getting the show every Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so far, we've done that. Um, and also uh, getting the guests. Sure. I mean, some some of these people they um, they are busy and and it's just hard to coordinate their their schedules. So I think getting the guests a schedule. We just had um, David Latt, the editor of the Above the Law, mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday, and so he's a pretty busy guy and uh, just coordinating his schedule, for example, to get him on. But you know, he's been very nice to to cooperate and 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 come on the show and and tell us about his book and um, what he does. So so it's just kind of coordinating the schedule has, has been really my my toughest part. Okay. So the show is called, uh, your, your original show is called The Enchanting Lawyer, and you've sort Correct. of described the format for that. But just let's sort of complete that picture, and then we'll talk a little bit yeah. about the other. Um, so the show is, it's an interview format mm-hmm. where I, uh, I'll choose a guest that is, sometimes they're attorneys, sometimes they're entrepreneurs or people that are uh, authors or people that are in the business that I feel can share their stories with us. And um, so I'll, I'll, I'll introduce them and, and have a series of questions. The questions are not, are not always the same. It depends on the guest. Right. And, but typically I want to go through their, their story, what they've done, and some, some lessons they can share with my audience. And, um, and uh, about 30 minutes, so kind of like your show. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's an interview format. Okay. And that's the one I've chosen to do. Mm-hmm. And, and has this been, was this originally designed and intended to support your law practice or was it sort of a side thing or what? Um, the, no, the enchanting lawyer was not really for the law practice. Right. It's mostly for, to kind of amplify what I've been doing on, on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been known as the kind of like the Facebook lawyer where we, you know, we use social media to build our practice. So mm-hmm. I wanted to use, uh, the, the blog where we, 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 so what we do on the blog, there's every Monday there's an article that mm-hmm. is not the podcast. So the article talks about uh, um, any tips for marketing mm-hmm. or um, something about the firm that I've learned that people like. Mm-hmm. And on a Wednesday, we actually release the, the, the show notes and the actual podcast, even though it comes out on Monday on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. So that's been the format of the, of the blog. The idea is uh, perhaps, you know, I'm thinking this year we, we may uh, open up a membership site where, 
uh, we can get attorneys to uh, to sign up and, uh, and what I share some ideas about how to to uh, my 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 premise is uh, we we advocate the enchanting way, which is the uh, kind of what we've done, uh, giving a lot of information out there, being nice and helpful, yeah. and by doing that, by doing different things to to actually achieve those results, you can come back and and build a sustainable referral system of people that want to come back to you and you don't have to worry about clients, which is what we have today. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to, by doing my, by, by following my system, I've been able to um, take off for about a month and a half during the summer and another two and a half weeks uh, in the winter, I just go back from Thailand. Yeah. And, my, and my office continues to operate and mm-hmm. even thrives when I'm not here. <laughs> and so everything that happens by using the system, I'm trying to, um, to uh, well, we're building currently a, kind of like a, like a course where we can teach others how to, use, to do the same thing and build a law firm they really like. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, have you found that even though it's not a legal subject, client-facing kind of a podcast, have you found nevertheless that it is in supporting your practice, that it's driving referrals or anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, for example, um, you know, some of these guests that I had, um, I'll give you an example. We had um, uh, Lee Steinberg, the, the famous sports agent. Sure. And, and Lee, uh, you know, I, I could never talk to him if it wasn't for the show, but because I had a chance to speak with him on the show and even after, uh, in fact, through his connections, I was able to get some people that uh, heard about me and, and, and called me because they, they heard the show, me talking to Lee, and, and it became a, a, a legal client, an immigration client. And some other guests, like like John Asaroff, for example, John Asaroff, the, the guy from The Secret, mm-hmm. uh, since I was on his show and it wasn't my show, um, other people that heard and they learned that I was an immigration attorney, and they came and we got several clients because of that. So, of course, indirectly it does help. Um, yeah, sort of a great way. To, you. Yeah, 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 sort of a great way to, as an excuse almost, to, to make yeah. contact with somebody where you're not selling anything. You're asking them for, you know, a favor, I guess. And, and uh, you get to build that rapport and friendship and certainly right. just awareness that, that can and, lead to good things. That's wonderful. And it sets you apart. Mm-hmm. It sets you apart from others that don't have a show. And then suddenly you are the guy that has a show and you're an attorney. So it kind of gives you a little bit of credibility. Sure. And um, kind of like having a book in yeah. a way, and now you have a podcast. So yeah. I think it's, it's it's very interesting to to do that. So how do you go about selecting your your guests and then prepping for the show in advance of the recording? So you know what I do is, uh, and, and and I don't know if you do the same, but um, but I heard other podcasters is that you know I, I reach out to many many people, mm-hmm. and I have a system where I'll send emails and we have a certain format, and sometimes I'll reach through others that I know, other contacts that I've made. You know, I, you know, I've been in the media um, uh, quite frequently in the, over the past ten years, so I made some connections with some reporters and other people. So I, I'll use those contacts and say, you know, you, I heard that you know somebody, so and so, and and so we try to start getting that relationship going. Uh, they'll reach out to the person, he'll say maybe, and so out of a hundred that I email, uh, we, we we get maybe twenty yeses. And out of those 20 yeses, um, half of them are flakes mm-hmm. in the sense that they are not able to do it. So we have to, you know, so it's kind of an uh, uh, ongoing process while well, continuing to reach people. Eventually they'll say yes and I'll get them on the show. It, it's, it's not easy to do that, uh, especially if you want to get high uh, caliber guests that can provide value for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really so the, the hard it's work, It's a constant it? struggle yeah. to, um, to get them to agree to come on your show and schedule them and be flexible when they cancel on you. Yeah. So uh, that's what I've been doing, um, you know, in the past year. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody does commit and you've scheduled the date and so on, do you then, I mean, if, if they're a book author, you read their book, I presume, and those kinds right. of things. So then, I'll, you know, I'll read the book um, kind of, uh, I have now a system where I, I've, um, um, you know, I can read it very fast. Sure. Uh, I go through certain chapters. I'll, I'll summarize it. 
I, I use Evernote. Mm -hmm. So what I do with Evernote, you know, Evernote allows you to do voice recordings, right? Yeah. So when I read the book, I'll I'll read aloud some points, and, and it co comes to my Evernote, and then uh, before before the recording, I'll I'll kind of press on some of these uh, recordings to kind of remind myself what I've done. Oh, fantastic! And I can listen to it from my iPhone because there's an there's an app for that, right? Right. So um, so that's been very helpful. So when I read a book, I'll just read aloud what I think I should emphasize, and then mm -hmm. only those notes come into my Evernote um, uh, note for that particular show. Mm -hmm. And so just maybe 30 minutes before the show, I'll run through those recordings in my, in my head, and then I'm ready for the, for the show. So I kind of remember some of the things that I have to ask. Great. That are unique. Yeah. So that's a good way to kind of summarize. Because, you know, it's hard to read a full book, um, you know, with all these guests. So I, I kind of try to run through this. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's great. So let's address the big objection because we, we sort of alluded to it early on in, in the dis discussion here that, you right. know, as lawyers, time <laughs> is at a premium, right? It's what we sell. It's the only thing we have to sell and there's a finite amount of it. How much of your time do you spend putting together your, your podcast? Well, now you have two podcasts, uh, but uh, how much right. time do you have, do you spend and how have you managed to streamline things? So. Again, coming back to um, to what I was telling you before, the system that I've developed in the office, the, the system that I've developed in the office allows me not to be doing the legal work all the time. Yeah. Because if you do the legal work all the time, then you at some point you you, you kind of either you burn out or you become a machine and you just do, do keep doing the same thing. So by allowing myself to do the podcast, I actually was able to um, to become more creative in my legal practice because now I know that. Uh, and I give an example. I. Um, um, I would say that I take about two hours of my day to focus on my podcast, whether it's to look for guests, research. Uh, so every day I spend two hours doing something on, on for the podcast every day. So it's it's almost ten hours a week that I that I spend on the podcast. Now I'm not saying everybody should do that because you you don't have to do ten hours a week because remember I have two shows now, right? Yeah. And what and the second show is new and I want to promote it. So, but in the beginning, I did less um, mm -hmm. because uh, I, you know I was still doing that. But but now I can afford to do ten hours a week uh, to focus on that because it, you know it provides me more value and it allows me to clear my head and come back to my work and be more energetic to do what I'm doing. That's fantastic. So I've decided that I want to spend more time on the podcast because it allows me to. Because you know, I, I mean, I don't know what area of law you've been practicing, but immigration law is is it's a great area of law, but it can it can get stressful and tedious at sometimes. And so in, in my case, I've been doing this for almost 11 years, which, you know, I know it's not a long time, but it's also uh, enough time to uh, get you to a point where you have to decide what you want to do. Sure. <laughs> in my case, I've decided to be the manager as opposed yeah. to, um, to the attorney who's doing the work. Don't and be I've the machine, that, run I've, the machine. Yeah. <laughs> I've made that decision almost five years ago. And so, of course, I'm still part of the firm and I do everything and I'm involved yeah. in many of the cases, but I'm not actually doing the work all the time. I may, be, I may do maybe 25% of the work these days. But I'm still involved in all the cases. We meet, um, you know, uh, once a week with all the team. We discuss everything. I'm still there, uh, but I, but I know that I'm not. I don't have to be there. Like if I if I want to leave now, I can go, and the firm will continue. And that's really the goal. That was my goal because I don't want to be, um, you know, sucked to my office right. and not be able to do anything. So a podcast allows me to kind of do this experiment. And say, you know what? Now that I'm doing the podcast, what if I wasn't doing the podcast and I was doing something else? Mm -hmm. So that allows me to do other stuff and you know things that, for example, people ask me to do um, a one-day live event where I bring in people for one day and, and, and we're going to go through their law firms and see how we can improve it awesome. and make it more of a streamlined firm. So I'm thinking about doing that as well in San Diego, which is a beautiful place, mm -hmm. you know, bring people from all over the world, maybe <clears throat> 25 lawyers, 
and create some kind of a little kind of like a mastermind and 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 teach them the enchanting way so i'm thinking maybe doing that the second part of the year That's but great. i need time for that as well of course. Right? <laughs> so so all these things are are you know i'm, I'm working on them yeah. but yeah the podcast definitely in my case it's about 10 hours a week okay but it doesn't have to be but it's it part, to, but you've you've created that as as a system within a broader system yes. for for marketing the practice that is a system for running that you manage sure. all all of those levels and uh, uh, that that's fantastic um Let's talk a little bit more about the Ask an, uh, Ask an Immigration Lawyer show. Right. Uh, how have you decided to handle the ethical attorney-client question? Sure. There? So what happens is that at the end of every episode, what I do, I verbally say that, uh, as you know, this is not um, this answer is not uh, creating an attorney-client privilege, an attorney-client relationship, yeah. and uh, immigration law change on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So whatever stated today may change in the future make sure that you consult with a qualified immigration attorney okay so i'll say that and we have a disclaimer there too so mm-hmm. uh, people understand that mm-hmm. kind of like you know all the big the big websites with the q a they also have disclaimers so sure. that's pretty much where um, you know i don't get into personal issues there it's more it's all general general questions and if people want to engage with us directly they'll have to email directly yeah. and, and, and retain us or, or maybe sign up for a consultation now, do these questions come into you in the form of emails or, or text, or they, or do you have a recording? They come right now. They come from from our Facebook page, and okay. some and people started to email them to the to the new blog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we start driving traffic through Facebook. Yeah. So uh, I started getting some emails too. Yeah. And if they are emails, I'll I'll refer them to again to the same disclaimer and tell them that this is the answer, and I'm going to put it on the on the on the audio in the next few months. But remember, this is not legal advice mm-hmm. and you should co- talk to your own attorney if you have one. So you're sort of distilling from a, from a, 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 a user's question or a listener's question, the core legal issues that you can speak more generally about. Correct. And, okay, great. Uh, give an example, for example, how to, uh, how do I immigrate my foreign spouse who is overseas? Mm-hmm. So there's not really a legal problem here, but they, everybody wants to know how to do it sure. because there's, there's different, there are different ways to do it. And it's really, compl- it's really confusing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I answer it. And that's a kind of popular one. Now, the reason, the reason I've started this podcast is for, you know, there are two folds. First of all, there's very few attorneys, as you know, that currently have anything on iTunes mm-hmm. and iTunes is a search engine that is huge. It's, it's more than 60 million users. Yeah. So why, why, why waste that space? Everybody's on Google. Everybody's fighting for pay-per-click. Right. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that by doing the format, the way I'm, I've done it with the, with the blog and the questions, every single answer, which is two, three minutes, is being transcribed. I have a person that mm-hmm. transcribes every single one of those episodes. And that's golden SEO right there. Absolutely. Because those are things that are, and then, you know, uh, the, the, because there's so many questions that are answered, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, we feel that in the next few months, uh, this website is going to be pretty prominent out there as, as, as a tool. That's great. And, and also the way I've built it, you know, I actually hired a team of um, programmers to build a website in such a way. It's kind of like those, um, if you remember in the day, uh, uh, companies like LexBlog and all these others mm-hmm. who create uh, systems for attorneys to blog. Well, the ask an immigration system we've, we've designed is, um, is, is, is done in a way where other attorneys in the future could use the same system to create their own ask a lawyer. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So you know, you're building blog. an engine that will, will run. Exactly. Oh. So eventually what I'm going to do is, um, I'm testing it out on, of course, on our firm, mm-hmm. but eventually I'll open it up to, uh, to other attorneys if they want to, um, to create their own, uh, ask a lawyer. It doesn't have to be an immigration. It could be ask a family lawyer. They'll just be able to plug in 
uh, sign up for their own uh, platform uh, using our system and then just kind of pay a monthly fee mm -hmm. and they'll be able to do the same thing uh, using our system. Because what I'm doing right now, I'm using SoundCloud as the as the as a tool to put it in there. And and, and as you know, SoundCloud has an iPhone app and anything. Mm -hmm. They can just record it from their phone. They don't want, they won't need to buy any equipment if they don't right, want to. Right. And so uh, that's kind of the goal of of this thing in the future for attorneys. But for us. I can already see the results. We get a lot of inquiries already from you know all over the world mm -hmm. uh, after two weeks, um, and it's just been interesting uh, to see the, the the value of this. So the format of this show is it also a long form thirty minute kind of a thing, or you just do a quick no, answer? No, no, no. They're very quick, uh, two two to five minutes, oh, great. Uh, and three times a week. And okay. there's a per the reason for it because we want to do it for people the, who can skim through the question and listen to only what they want, mm -hmm. and make the ease of sharing. That's fantastic. Are so, you are you batching that, or are you recording them as they come in? So I, I'm batching them every week. Mm -hmm. So like last week, we got maybe twelve questions already. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm recording three, you know, six, 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 and then we we release them. We already have about twenty episodes fantastic. on the iTunes yeah. that I released uh, in in the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, we kind of see how it goes, and eventually, I'm going to use um, uh, the SpeakPipe tool to have actually people record audio questions on the blog directly. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'll you be know. able to audit that as well into the um, kind of make it more interesting. So you know, we'll we'll develop. We have a few ideas, um, kind of uh, for the next year, kind of to to add more interest to the to the to the to the show. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely been. Uh, I mean, I can tell you that out of everything that we do for marketing, this thing has created such a huge buzz um, that it's just interesting to see it. That's great. Uh, and, yeah. So I think that um, there's, this is the future of, of marketing for lawyers, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and the multiple shows per week uh, approach is a great way to make a bigger splash in the iTunes and the, you know, because you see more, there's a greater right. gross number of downloads and those kinds of things. Absolutely. That helps you sort of stay on the top of the charts as it is. And uh, that's a great a great tactic also for anybody who's right. doing a podcast, start out with a bunch of them uh, in the can, do them frequently so that you uh, uh, remain highly visible. So you've answered the question. It sounds like it's been worth it for you to spend this time and the investment in doing the podcasting. And uh, right. what is it about podcasting you think makes it so effective? What's the most obvious characteristic there? Well, I think there are two things. First of all, there is the, the the aspect of somebody listens to the show. Most of them will listen to it from their phone or from their in the car. It's it's the personal connection with the person speaking, which is more than you can achieve with a blog or a website or even a YouTube video. And I think that's been the main thing because the response you get from listening to somebody talking to you on, on, on your, in your ears mm -hmm. is huge. And the other thing is that you can it's the ease of you can choose basically on your own terms when you want to listen to what you want to listen. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think those are the main things that allow people to um, to to um, to to like podcasting so much. To the the, the one who consume it, and the people who, who produce the shows, they become authorities. Awesome. So I think that's the key here. <clears throat> okay. So you've been doing one show for about a year and another one for a couple of weeks now. Um, what's your favorite moment from all of that experience? Um, I think you know my my favorite moment is is the. Um, is that the people that I met is, is just the feeling that, uh, and, and, it, and I, and these people that I could never have access to and think about it, you know, somebody like Michael Gerber, you know, the author of the E-Myth, this, yeah. the, the, one of the most popular business books in the world. And, and when you can actually connect with him on a podcast and after the podcast, mm -hmm. you get invited to his house. And I went to his house a couple of times, um, and just become kind of like friends in a way. And, and, and this is something that, that the podcast allowed me to do. 
And, and what I've learned from this man uh, is just invaluable. And, and, and just imagine a year ago, I was just here, you know, an attorney sitting here. And if I called this person, I would just be blocked by his uh, army of, of, uh, of, of agents or whatever he has over there. And because I have the show, uh, then I get access to him because he agreed to be on the show. And then what happens after that, it's up to you if you make the connection or not. You see what I mean? Sure. So I think the access to the guests and what you learn from these people that you can never learn otherwise is really the most important thing that I gain from, from having my own podcast. Mm-hmm. Great. Have you had any nightmare moments, crisis things while you're recording or dealing with recordings? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember that, um, my first guest was James Altucher, the the author. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that I started talking to him, and uh, the my recording, the, the Tintin that I that I used, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it, it, it was a free version. Ah. And so the free version only works for five minutes, oh. and after five minutes, um, it shuts down. You have to buy the um, the the full version. Mm-hmm. And so I'm you know, I'm doing this, and suddenly it's it's kind of pops out, and and I'm talking to to the guy, and he's a very very bu- busy person. Mm-hmm. And it's not recording, oh. so I, I, you know, I, I had to. Um, I really apologized, and, uh, and and he was nice enough to uh, restart it, and I had to buy it real quick, and it kind of worked. And it was, I was just so stressed because I didn't know sure. what to do. What if I lose him now? Then he's never gonna come back on my show. And I already told people he's gonna be on the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was really kind of <laughs> very, very stressful moment. But you know, most of the time people are flexible, and um, you know, we had a case where um, we were, there was no power in the office and uh, the guest was waiting on the other line. I couldn't even call him back. Oh, you know, things yeah. like that. But most of the time, or, you know, a recent case where I lost the video of the recording completely with oh. another guest. So we didn't have the video, which was a, it was a shame because it was a good interaction. And, the, and so I just had the audio. So, you know, th- things happen. I wasn't aware that you were doing video. I, I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, but... I, I, I do some video. So if, if you go on the blog, on the Enchanting Lawyer blog, and you look at all the, the podcasts, some of them actually, actually have actual oh, okay. videos with, with uh, footage. And some of them, they're just videos with the audio that I put on YouTube just to get more... By the way, another, another tip. I don't know if you do that, but I, do, I put all my, um, all my audio on YouTube as well. Oh. And the reason I do that is because... And I've done it from the beginning. It's because YouTube has, um, of course, it's it's a search engine, sure. right? And so um, it allows you uh, to bring more people to your show. Mm-hmm. Where otherwise, they're not going to find you on the web or anywhere else. So I definitely recommend to, uh, even if you don't do a video show, just mm-hmm. put the audio on YouTube and put some nice images there and whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. And then that's another way to, to get free marketing. And again, you've, you've outsourced the process of making that happen. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I've got a guy who um, who helps me at the law firm too. So it's not just for the podcast. So sure. I've got a person who is in charge of our law firm videos to uh, upload, and we have more than 120 videos on our YouTube channel for the law firm. Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna get back to doing videos. I stopped for a while, a few months, and now I'm back to doing more uh, personal video. I've learned, I've realized that I've actually met with a with a marketing guy in a conference, mm-hmm. and we had a, uh, we had a chat and we talked, and and basically the trend right now is to get away from professional videos, like the one that come to you, you, know, you sit in front of the camera, yeah. nice audio and all that, and actually do videos with, uh, with iPhones or, or like, um, like a GoPro. Sure. Of course, make sure the sound is still good, yeah. which is very easy to do now. You can get a nice external mic. Mm-hmm. So I bought a bunch of um, uh, nice little mics like, um, that I can put on my iPhone. I'm going to yeah. start doing short videos with my iPhone, uh, shooting myself and also uh, other attorneys here, and sometimes some of our clients' stories. Mm-hmm. Because it, it becomes more authentic, and you get more re- report when the video is not professionally made. That's what it looks like right now. Yeah, no, you get that authenticity, and people feel yeah. like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so not. Yeah, the, the media isn't a, isn't a uh, disintermediation. It's actually 
you know, you, you get that sense of familiarity. It's home video sort of feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah that's so we're going to start using that more this year just to experiment and see the, how, you know, what it does for our traffic and just the leads that we get from our YouTube channel. And folks want to find that YouTube channel. It's also called The Enchanting Lawyer. So the, um, uh, if you go on YouTube, you just put The Enchanting Lawyer uh, channel and you'll see my Enchanting Lawyer uh, YouTube. Great. Absolutely. But if you want to uh, find my law firm, uh, you just put the name, uh, my name, uh, Law Office of Jacob Zaposhnik. Okay. And you can find uh, also our, our law firm channel just to see how we do the, um, uh, our, our clips on the, on the legal side. Okay, great. I'm going to put, down I'm gonna put yeah. links in the show notes for, for folks that are interested. Perfect. So that's great. And um, all right. So uh, it sounds like you would recommend podcasting as a tool for lawyers that want to take their marketing to the next level. Absolutely. You know, the biggest question people always ask me, attorneys tell me, what, is, what, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm paying for pay-per-click. I'm using uh, SEO expert. I'm doing this and that. What else can I do? And I tell them, everything else you do, fine. But if you're going to do one thing, do a blog, which is if you don't have a blog, you, have, you must have a blog. Yeah. And I would supplement it with a podcast. That's what I would do in 2015. That's great. I, yeah. yeah. Any other advice you would offer to a lawyer just starting out? In addition out? to that, yeah. again, if, if people, one thing that I learned, if, if people um, get too many things that they should do, they don't do anything. So I think the easiest thing to do would be to start a blog with a podcast, which, which I don't think is that hard. But if you really want to you know, amp your game and really you know, get the higher results, I would also add video. And like I said, you can do it with your iPhone. Yeah. And you can do it once a week. And, and, and I'm telling you, I mean, the, the kind of things that I get from my uh, uh, law firm YouTube channel is just amazing. People just, you know, call and say, you know what, how can we hire this firm? Because they feel that they already know us. And so I feel that if somebody, you know, if you're going to invest in something, is definitely add a podcast if you can this year mm-hmm. and definitely start doing small videos, you know, even if once a month, a couple of videos, it's definitely going to be better than nothing. Well, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, listen, anything else you want to share with the listeners before we wrap this up? Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's, like I said, it's important to create a, a list of what you want to do mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and go at it one at a time. Don't, don't say, oh, it looks just too many things. I can't do any sure. of that. Just saying, a you know, podcast, of course, is not easy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, there are so many people like yourself or others that have yeah. uh, a system they have developed and uh, there's, there's help out there and it's not expensive. So I think that instead of being not doing anything because it's, you're overwhelmed, find people that can help you. I mm-hmm. think that's probably the best advice I can tell people. Just find people who can do it in a reasonable price and it's going to be worth it. That's great. This has been a terrific interview, Jacob. Thank you so much. I, I really admire your entrepreneurial uh, spirit and angle on things as well. So um, been a big education I, and I'm sure I think listeners. it helps. Like I said, it, it helps us become better attorneys. I, I truly believe in that because you know, every time you come back with a new idea, when you meet with a new client, you can think differently to help that client. That's great. So how can listeners get a hold of you if they want to touch base? So the, the, you know, the, the best way is they can go to uh, www.enchantinglawyer.com. That's okay. our main blog. Mm-hmm. And me personally is just jacob at enchantinglawyer.com. And I'm also on Twitter, uh, which is a great tool, at Visa Lawyer Blog. Very simple, at Visa Lawyer Blog. And you can put those links Yep. In your, in your show as well. Of course. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for, uh, for our show today. Thank you for the listeners to the listeners. Please, uh, give us a moment to send your comments and things, uh, and, uh, visit lawpodcaster.com. Uh, if you are interested in podcasting for your practice, please visit lawpodcasting.com. I'll send you the free law podcasting resource guide. 
And uh, I'm going to be launching that Power Podcasting for Lawyers course real soon. And you'll be added to that notification list. So until next time, keep on podcasting. Thank you.